one horizontal. The joint on Bobian was a semi-black and tan, more black than tan. Any lighter element in the place, disregarding a few beboppers, was sure to be overdressed on the greasy side and usually carrying a gun. Since it was of the lower order, and because I was familiar enough with his lower habits, I was willing to bet my last buck, Marty Corito, would be there. Inside the door, I fought off the Czech girl who had my raincoat half unbuttoned before I could tell her I just wanted a quick warmer and got a blast full in the face from five pieces, mostly brass and bongos. Everybody in the place was beating his own time to the jazz. Feet, hands, wooden knockers, and any part of the anatomy near something strong enough to take the beating. The Czech girl said it was honeysuckle rose with not a little enthusiasm. Quite a surprise, but I didn't have time to discuss it with her. I spotted my man at the bar. He was slouched on the stool, elbows on the bar, looking like a teddy bear made out of black pinstripe. He was talking to a girl, blonde, looked real, not bad, but not the kind you'd take home to mother. If you could judge by his gestures and the baby stick with me and you can go places look, she'd better have her snowshoes on, laced tight. I'm the kind of guy that gets lovey and buddy-buddy after I've had a few. Only this wasn't the time to be lovey or buddy-buddy or even the least bit nice, for that matter. All evening I had been buying bottled courage for what I was going to do, and now I felt like kissing the guy instead of killing him. Right then, along with the cute feeling, and probably because of it, I got an idea. It added a little color to a drab job. Off to the right... I spotted men in yellow neon, went in, picked one of the more private compartments, of which there were three, closed the door, and pulled a forty-five from the left pocket of my raincoat. For the first time since I entered Jade's, I relaxed my grip on the handle. My hand was sweating. I glanced at a couple of jingles and smutty words on the wall and found out that Kilroy had been there. Ordinarily, I wouldn't have laughed, but I was in a peculiar frame of mind. What makes a men's room bring out artistic talents? I decided to think about it later and took the clip out of the gun. I slid the top slug from the clip, put the gun back together and in my pocket again, but kept the slug in my hand when I stepped out. The men's room attendant gave me an unenthusiastic look, saw I wasn't the hand-washing type, but figured what the hell and tried to brush me off. However, he wasted his time. I brushed him instead. Out front, I noticed that Honeysuckle Rose had withered away, and now how high the moon was being rasped to death by a skinny little colored boy with a great big tenor sax. Everyone was still going nuts, including my man. The stool next to him where the girl had been was now vacant. Either he had missed out, or else she was powdering her nose. I knew he was the type who generally got what he wanted one way or another, so I threw the first guess out and decided I'd better work fast. I squeezed in next to him and put one leg over the empty stool. It took about ten seconds to get the bartender's eye. I ordered a double, paid, and placed a shot right in front of me. Carrito was so intent on the music, beating on the edge of the bar with his ring turned toward the palm, that he hadn't noticed me yet. I tapped him on the left shoulder, gently. No response. I tapped him again, but with a little more knuckle. 
Still beating, bouncing, but without taking his eyes off the sax player, he reached a fat, perspiring paw over and held my hand. It took him almost a minute to realize that the hand he held had never used ponds, wasn't lovely, and sure as hell didn't belong to the doll with the blonde hair. I thought he'd spin around and that he might even throw one, but he turned toward me very slowly, probably trying to get his fat brain to turn over fast enough to say something Richard Whitmark would if he was sitting there. He looked me right in the eye with his still half-closed, took a drag on his cigarette, and blew the smoke in my face slowly. I had planned on being the smooth apple, but he was out smoothing me. I tried not to blink, put my left hand on the bar, and placed the forty-five slug sitting straight up. He didn't notice. I already got a date, pal. I beckoned to the bullet, and he followed my glance. She can have you, Marty. He didn't show surprise that I knew his name. I just want to make a prediction for you. I'm going to kill you with something just like that. I picked up the hooker and took two gulps to kill it, turned from the bar, and walked toward the entrance as naturally as I could. At the check window, I stopped and turned up my collar, part of the show. Then I left fast without looking back, not part of the show.